Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Nick Augustine Public Relations, now known as Lone Star Content Marketing. Uh, Parcel support for Law Talk Radio comes from sponsor advertisers who cover our production fees. We encourage our friends and colleagues to help sponsor the production of our Law Talk Radio shows. Send me an email for more information on sponsor plans and benefits at nick at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. Don't forget to share the on-demand links to our episodes in social media pages when you see something you'd like to share and would be valuable to your friends. All of our podcast channels and programs are also available on our website located at lonestarcontentmarketing.com on the podcast tab on the top of the website. You can find our uh, this show there as well as several other uh, wonderful podcasts. Now, today we're going to be talking about uh, following up. We talked a little bit with our, uh, our friend Jim Thompson last time. He's here with us today again. Um, we talked about networking, but not calling it that, calling it net weaving, uh, sort of taking the N word out of networking, as Jim and I talked about. Uh, a lot of people just don't really like uh, the concept of networking and marketing, so we're trying to deliver this all in a... Uh, an, uh, sort of a format that makes sense and is comfortable for everyone. So after the networking follows the follow-ups, and that's our subject for today. A little background on this series. Referrals are definitely the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers, and so it's important that lawyers are getting referrals they need to earn and grow their law practice. So over the last few weeks and over the next few weeks, we'll continue talking with our guest, Jim Thompson. He's a retired attorney and the author of a book called why attorneys fail to get the referrals they deserve and need to grow their practice and what they can do about it. So jot down this email if you would like an ebook, uh, electronic version of the book. It's uh, the email for Jim Thompson is jet at lawyersmarketingresource.com. Jim and I are going to share many of the reasons why attorneys are not getting their referrals. And this also applies to people in any sort of small business as well. So about our hosts, again, Jim Thompson is the retired lawyer well-known for helping attorneys nationwide get on track to earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities. Again, Jim is the author of Why Lawyers Fail to Get Referrals they need and deserve, and what they can do about it. I am Nick Augustine, and I help lawyers through uh, my firm called Lone Star Content Marketing. We share their tips and stories about their practice areas as we write their blog content and their social media, and we manage that, as well as producing Internet radio podcasts and newsletters and all the content. Um, you know, we, uh, just a general example, my firm works with other creative and advertising firms who make everything look pretty, we have the content that goes in the pretty websites. So there you go. All right, as a general disclaimer about this program, it's a general information show, and the advice shared on this program does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on our program cannot give rise to attorney-class relationships. And if you have any questions, you should consult with an attorney in your area. Uh, this show not really being about law practice, but being about the business of law and marketing. So uh, sit back while we uh, learn all sorts of good tips. And uh, Jim, uh, leads us down the path as we all take notes on how we should follow up. Jim, it's good to talk to you. Since I, we had to move our show to 1230, uh, you didn't even show up on the switchboard until it was we were uh, ready to go. So I'm glad we didn't have any technical issues today and we're ready to go. So Jim, say hi to everybody at home and uh, tell, uh, tell us all how uh, St. Patrick's Day is up in the Chicagoland area. 
Well, Nick, uh, yes, it is beautiful here in Chicago today, uh, actually in downtown Chicago. So if anybody hears any sirens in the background, it doesn't mean they're coming after me. I'm just sitting in an office <laughs> down here in, in Chicago. It's a beautiful, sunny day. Unlike over the weekend when they had the St. Patrick's Day parades, it was like in 20s, et cetera. But the lake almost looks like it's, it's blue again. There's not an awful lot of ice out there, so... Um, we're hoping spring has finally come, except if you're in the Washington area, I guess you're getting about 8 to 10 inches of snow. But yeah. um, other than that, we, we've, had, we've had ours. Hopefully we um, have passed that, and now we're on our way to spring. So, yeah, well, anyway. spring is from here in North Texas, Jim. I did go to the, the Dallas, had their parade, so uh, I made the drive into Dallas. And it was it was a good thing, but I'll tell you what. Uh, there's no place like Chicago when it comes to St. Patrick's Day. I know that, uh, you know, I, I don't expect it uh, around here in North Texas as much, but I do cherish all the St. Patrick's Days I had when I did live in Chicago. And it was just, I, I wish if there was anything I could do, click my heels and, uh, you know, be on the north side today. But instead, I'm uh, chained to my desk with work. So that's yeah. how it goes sometimes. So, Jay, let's. I was just going to say, let's continue our conversation here. Um, You know, could you give the folks at home a little bit of a background on what we talked about last time so we can segue into following up, which is something I need to do as well. Yeah, last time we talked about, you know, the concept of net weaving, which is really the new term, um, I think, that's coming into into its own as far as networking. Um, Networking, uh, obviously, as we've talked about, is uh, foreign to a lot of people. They hear the term networking and it automatically turns them off. And basically what we're talking about with net weaving is a way to, when you go to these events, you're not there to find help for yourself or get business. You're there to find out what you can do for other people. And I think if people go with that attitude, you're going to these events to basically help other people with their business, to get business. What can you do for them? Uh, It is going to come back and and reward you. I know occasionally I'll still fall into the trap of calling it networking. Um, When you're used to doing something for so many years, it's kind of hard to get out of that habit. But start thinking in terms of, um, of the net weaving, and if you want more information on that, um, you know, send me an email. I'll send you the email copy or the ebook, and um, there's a good, pretty good section on, on networking and becoming netweaving, et cetera. So, if you're interested in that, please, please make sure that you you do that, and I'll be glad to send it to you. What we want to do today, Nick, is talk about um, probably one of the most important aspects. There's one of those sirens going by. Again, they're not coming after me yet. Um, <laughs> we want to talk about the following up. Follow up, uh, and, and it's probably one of the most neglected areas of marketing of of getting out there. And we're going to talk about three different types of follow up. Actually, we're going to talk about two. I'm going to give you three, and the third one we're going to talk about next week in our session next week. But the three types of of referrals that that I want you to be uh, cognizant of is the referral or the, I'm sorry the follow up that you do after a net weaving meeting or after meeting someone let me just kind of digress just a little bit I had this conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about uh, when are you networking of course there's that term networking 
and I kind of switched them around and talked to them about net weaving. But my feeling is anytime you're talking to someone, you're starting to develop a relationship. It could be someone you happen to be talking to in line at Office Depot and you're both buying office supplies. It could be somebody you're talking to um, at your son or daughter's softball or baseball game. Anytime you're talking to someone, <coughs> excuse me, where you can develop a relationship, that, as far as I'm concerned, is net weaving. One of the fallacies a lot of people think, well, if I go to a net weaving event, um, I've got to get business from there. And the, and the bottom line is you're probably not going to get business just from going to a single event or maybe even four or five times. The thing that you've got to be cognizant of when you go to one of these events is to be thinking in terms of what relationships can I develop and what can I do for that person and then further, what relationships does this person have to somebody that may be able to help me grow my business? The person you're talking to may never use your business, but think about this. It's been, there's been studies done that there's somewhere between 200, some, everybody knows somewhere between 200 and 250 people. So in that mix, somebody probably can help you in your business, even if the person you meet can't. So I just go back. I digressed a little bit, but I wanted to kind of go back and touch a little bit on that, and then that weaving thing. So the first part of following up is after you meet someone. And the second part, or, or ways or types of following up is following up with your referral ambassadors. We've talked a little bit about what referral ambassadors are, but these are the people that you have developed, you will develop, who will be going out and actually um, working for you by bringing you clients. And that's what we're basically talking about. So that's what we're, we're in the area for. So we're going to talk about the, the following up with your referral ambassadors. The third area of following up is how do you follow up after you get that referral? And that's what we're going to talk about next week on the program. So the first two we're going to talk about today, after you get the referral, there's a whole mindset, if you will, of, of how to follow up and things that you can do that probably will take at least a whole show, maybe even two shows. But anyway, I want to go back and talk about the first two uh, after the meeting and the uh, following up with your referral ambassadors. One of the things that um, all your marketing, and I put this in the chapter in my book, it's called, I think the book is it's called Follow Up or Fail. And that's so very true because why would you even go out to a net weaving event? Why would you go out and meet anyone if you're not going to follow up? You're really wasting your time. You might as well stay home and drink a beer, watch TV, or do whatever else you do. Because if you go out to a, an event and you meet, say, five, six, seven people, and you don't follow up with them, you just totally wasted whatever time you spent. So uh, follow up with the people you meet. Now, this is what I try to really encourage my clients to do as far as following up. And that is if you meet someone that you connect with, that you, you, you feel that connection, Make sure that you follow up with, this is crucially important, with a handwritten note card. Now, you can go out and buy stock, you know, thank you notes, uh, nice meeting you notes or whatever. But what I have done 
and if anybody would like a copy of it, I'll be glad to send them. And I basically I copied what Bob Berg put in his book, Endless Referrals, is a simple note card that fits into a standard envelope. And you can, you can have whatever you want on it. Mine has my picture, my company, and a couple other things. But it can just be, and, and, and the reason for that is it's something you can write very quickly. It's something you can have in your desk drawer that's readily available. While I'm on that, I would have those readily available. I'd have some envelopes readily available, and I'd have uh, some stamps readily available. One of the things I hear from people is, well, I would have liked to have written a note, but I couldn't find a card, I couldn't find a stamp, or whatever. And the other thing when you're writing a note card is to write it in blue ink. And it can be as simple as, hey, Nick, it was really great meeting you last night. I look forward to seeing you again. Or if there's some other connection, you know, we started talking about, you know, uh, the Sweet 16 or basketball, and, you know, maybe you said such and such team's going to win, and I said, well, I don't think so. And I write something back saying, hey, I disagree with you, but good luck to both our teams. Just I don't care what you say. It's important to get something in their hands. And I want you to think about this. When was the last time you got any kind of a thank you note or a handwritten note? And, and I say handwritten. If you get one of these stock cards and that type of thing, fine. But make sure you sign it individually and you put a little note in there. And, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But do it in blue ink. Blue ink, uh, everybody does it in black ink. Blue ink is going to stand out. So, again, think about the last time you got something like that in the mail. Probably you can't think of the last time. Now, if I were to send you a note card that said, Hi, Nick, it was great meeting you. Look forward to seeing you again. Nobody else sends you that. That's going to make an impression on you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the next time we see each other, you're going to remember that I sent you a note. Or if you've listened to my program or read my book, you're going to meet me, Nick, and you're going to send me a note. So both our notes are going to cross in the mail, and we're going to keep the post office happy for a few more days anyway. <laughs> but, the bottom line, but the bottom line is we need to communicate and start building a relationship. That is really the first, and I'm just going to touch on that um, because what we're really talking about and we're going to talk about referrals, but that's what gets you started. That starts the, the, the process of at least meeting people getting to know people um, who may or may not become your client or, and this is something I want to stress, not everybody who is a client of yours necessarily, or I should put it this way, not every referral ambassador that you get will necessarily be a client of yours for one reason or another. They may never need the type of services you have, but they can become a referral ambassador and refer people to you. So just don't think in terms of clients as being your referral ambassadors. Um, mm -hmm. thing, Jim, can I jump in there before you go to the next point? Um, sure. I just wanted to uh, just add a little bit about the value of correspondence. In the traditional format, um, I guess there are some people who are now working in business out there who have only communicated through technology or email or whatnot, but there's a lot of us 
who recall, I mean, I remember resumes and had delivering a hand, you know, delivering a resume in an envelope, um, you know, in person to the firm or the place, um, you know, written correspondence, receiving things in the mail. There's something that happens psychologically when we go through our, our, our mail, besides our email, you know, the mailbox, the post office and whatnot. Um, and when you receive handwritten things from people, you, and again, I just want to stress that they took the time and it's a very traditional form of communication that's somewhat lost, but I think that the, the way that many of us, uh, especially those of us who grew up doing that, psychologically respond well and better to, uh, to that as opposed to email, because I know that with my email, my Outlook, I have things that are, you know, I create rules for things and send them to different folders. And it's kind of like going through and playing tennis or ping pong. It's like hitting the ball back, deflecting, knowing what to do with it. People have so much email today, um, you know, remarketing type things and referral type things in our email, depending on when they're sent, um, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole other ball of wax. But uh, it just, again, I can't stress enough the psychological benefit uh, for the relationship development by using traditional forms of correspondence and also the telephone and talking to people, um, becoming such a lost thing. People are afraid to talk on the phone, and that's where you know, so much of communication is nonverbal. Um, you know, there's so much more than what's written in text, email, and so forth. Just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, you, you're, you just hit the nail right on the head. The other thing I want to kind of cover today, and mm -hmm. we've been talking about your referral ambassadors, and and then. I'm going to go along the lines of let's assume that you've read my book or you've you know uh, started developing your own referral ambassadors. You need to make sure that obviously you're putting an effort into developing these people, these referral ambassadors. So why do you want to? And think about this: Why do you want to develop referral ambassadors? only to have that referral ambassador leave you for another attorney and all the things you've taught this person, he's going to pass on and do for the other attorney who just happens to uh, come into his life for one reason or another. Having said that, here's what I really preach to my clients and when they develop the referral ambassadors, I want them to stay in contact with their referral ambassadors at least once a month. Now I know some of you out there are going, "Well, gee, I can't, I can't once a month. What are you, what are you talking about?" Well, <clears throat> let me back up a little bit. Can I give you a hint? There are obviously twelve months in the year, and there are obviously twelve different reasons in those twelve months why you can send a note card. Now I'm not talking about a note card that. That, that talks about thank you for business or for a referral. That, that, that's going to come next week. I'm talking about you've developed, I've developed Nick as a referral ambassador. And I want to make sure that after spending all this time with Nick and getting him on board, what I do and how he can refer me, I want to make sure that I stay top of the mind. Toma, if you think Toma, T-O-M-A, top of the mind awareness. I want to make sure that Nick is hearing from me, thinking about me at least once a month. Now, sometimes you may want to, you know, do it more than once a month, but my, my teaching really is 
once a month. I'm going to give you an example. Um, we just had New Year's, okay? Or it seems like we just had New Year's because we've had so much snow and ice and everything. It seems like just people are just starting to come out of their shell and get going. But you can send a nice New Year's card. Thank you for your business in the past year, and I look forward to seeing you in the coming year. Or say what you want, depending on, you know, the situation. You don't have to say, you know, anything salesy. Just, hey, this is Jim, Nick. Hey, hey Happy New Year. Hope everything's going to be much better this year. Uh, really St. Patrick's Day. You hit the nail on the head. You've ding, got ding, February. Ding. Well, you've got February. Now, some people could send a Valentine's card. You know, it could be a cute little Valentine's card. You know, just funny. You know, hey, have to be my Valentine, Nick. Oh, okay, that type of thing, you know. Um, but but just there's there's February. Then you just hit it. There's St. Patrick's Day. Then you've got, um, you know, April. Okay, you got May. You got June. You got May Memorial Day. You got June. You know, and think about in terms of, your referral ambassador may have kids who are graduating from college or graduating from high school. Uh, you know, if you know, you're going to get to know your ambassadors really, really well, so you're going to know their lives. Maybe they've got an anniversary in, you know, uh, in, say in, in, in April. They've got an anniversary or something that comes up. Their kid graduates in June. You can always find <clears throat> something each month that you can send a card. And... If you can't find anything, just send a little note. Just thinking about you, Nick. Everything's going well. You mm-hmm. want to, you want that person I'm, to get something from you once a month. Here's a, yeah, I'm going to jump in here. There's a there's yeah, a sure. someone people are going to listen and say, "Oh my goodness, I know a lot of people once a month." There's a, I say this because it sounds like a lot of time. What, here's some. Here's a Jim Thompson uh, thing. Uh, with, Jim said this, and it always stuck in my head. Allow yourself the time to do marketing or networking, or how about calling it relationship development? Put on your calendar relationship development you know, in Outlook, and then like subtopics. It could be looking at your referral list, sending someone one of those cards. Um, you know. Looking at news articles in another person's industry or area, taking the I, I tell everyone if you get into the habit of putting other people before yourself and giving yourself that time to think about them, you're really engaging in this process of you caring about someone else to give them the referral business. If you put it out there, it is going to come back. And I sound like a preacher, but I'll preach this till the cows come home because it is true and it works. So allow yourself the time to do this. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and Nick, you know, I, I get this from a lot of lawyers and some of the other business people that I work with. They're, you know, Jim, I just, I just don't have, have the time, as you said, to do this. If you get yourself organized, we're going to talk about it a little bit more in just a minute, but if you get yourself organized, if you've got the card, if you've got the stamps, and if you've got the um, envelopes and a blue pen sitting in your desk, you can write off three, four, five cards in about 20 minutes at max if you're organized and you can get that done. And and everybody has 15. Think about how much time you spend on the Internet in the morning checking, not your email, 
but your email uh, that has nothing to do with your business, your Facebook account. Uh, you know, just checking the news to see what went on last night, see who won the hockey game, who won the football game, whatever. You've got 15 or 20 minutes. I, I When I, I work with attorneys, I, I, I show them how they can get an extra hour a day by just being organized. And part of that organization comes with a system. I don't know how much time we got left, Nick. I think we're getting pretty close to being out of time. I just Five minutes, mention, 42 seconds. Okay, good. I just want to talk a little bit about a system. And, and, and basically, when I start talking about systems, sometimes lawyers' eyes glaze over and go, I don't have time to develop a system. It can be very, yeah, very, very simple. It is, you know, the, the old kiss thing, keep it simple, stupid. Start out very small. But start out, starting today, just have something that you say, well, okay, when I meet someone, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get back to my office, and I'm going to send, I'm, I'm going to send them a note card. It can be as simple as that. And you can start working on your system, whatever it will be. I don't, I don't want to tell anybody what to do as a system individually. When if I work with clients, we do that. But as a general rule, Everybody operates differently. Something is going to work for you that wouldn't work for me, but start. That is the, 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 the key thing is to start doing some of these things and you know, doing them on a regular basis. In the programs I teach, I have people, and one of the biggest things is to make them accountable, have them accountable for doing things. Get an accountability partner. Maybe your law firm, you have a, a, another associate in your firm or another partner in your firm or even your spouse. You say, well, this is what I'm going to do every day or once a week or whatever it is, and, and say, I want you to hold me accountable for doing this. Um, one of the things that, that we really want to make sure that you understand is that if you have this system, it is going to save you a ton of time. It, it, you know, it's, it's inevitable. Once you start doing it, and it takes time. It takes, you know, like a habit, it takes about 30, 30, 28 to 30 days to develop a habit. One thing I'm just going to touch on real quick, and that is a CRM, Customer Relationship Manager, that type of system. Um, somebody, oh, I put it in my book, but it didn't come from me. Somebody had mentioned when I was doing a uh, seminar or something, that it's not a customer relationship manager, it's a customer retention manager. And I thought that was really good because what you're really doing is developing a relationship and it is a retention manager. So if that helps you in thinking in those terms. Um, I'm not going to go into the various systems because there's a number of them out there as far as CRM. I happen to use Outlook. And Outlook has some things I really like, has some things I don't like. But right now, um, that's the best system I've found. The, um, the, the, the other systems that are out there, it, it seems to me that I mean, I checked probably 10 different systems that I wanted to use, and they all had some features different from the other that I really liked. None of them all seemed, seemed to incorporate everything that I wanted. Uh, Outlook was probably the easiest for me to use, the fastest for me to use in what I do. But there are, in fact, there are systems for lawyers out there. Uh, quite frankly, uh, lawyers get into, obviously, the court, you know, the, 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 the court dates that you have, the deadlines you have, uh, and there are systems that incorporate uh, customer relationships with those type of systems. 
important thing is to to get some type of of system. Uh, I could be obviously go on and on about systems, and maybe we'll do one one program one of these times talking about the the systems. But um, just remember, the, the important thing is to stay in touch with people. Follow up, follow up, follow up. Or as somebody said to me the other day too, don't use follow up. Use you know golfers, baseball players. It's all follow through. Think in terms of that. You know, follow up may be an overused term, so change the term and think of following through. Um, and exactly. Look, we're pretty much out of time. So um, you know, remember the next one. one the one last thing to add is that there's a lot of people out there who may be thinking about like I don't whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a painter, let's use you know whatever it is. Maybe you're a guy who does trust in estates and estate planning. There's someone out there who wants to do their will and update their will, but they don't jump out and say that. Oh, I know I need to do that. There, it, you just have to be there to be able to connect. That's all. Just you know, be out there, follow through because we never know who on the other side of the equation needs or wants something. Well, here's the thing, Nick, real quick. Um, I know that some people listening to this program have already started getting referrals. I've gotten a couple of notes from people that they are doing some things and they're getting referrals. So the next next week what we're going to talk about is how to follow up after you get that referral. And there's a number of steps that you can take that will ensure that you will continue to get the referrals from the folks that have given you that referral. And we're going to spend uh, the next half hour next week talking about how to uh, how to actually follow up with the people who send you the referrals. So mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, yeah that that's you know you're starting to get referrals now. Let's keep getting them. You know, we'll make make you your referral ambassadors out there working for you. Let's keep them working for you. Exactly, so, and it's all yeah. about forming the the best habits and these are these are habits and it's getting into the habit of doing these things that's why we're doing these shows we'll be here every monday at noon today we are at noon 30 um but you know you can go to our uh website uh lone star content marketing that's the website for my company where we have a list of all the podcasts there so you can listen to the past shows that we've done on law talk radio uh this is such good stuff so jim and i will be back next week at this time Again, talking about how to follow up after you get the referrals. So until then, I hope everyone has a safe and uh, great St. Patrick's Day and have a productive week. Jim, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Nick, and you have a great St. Patrick's Day down in Texas. See ya. I will. I will. All right. right. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening, and please do remember to share our shows in your social media networks, Facebook, LinkedIn, and so on and so forth. So that's where a lot of people find these programs. We appreciate everybody's help and sharing. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye now.